ഹുദുഹുസിനുവലനൗലഹുമാഫിസമാവാത്തിമാഫിൽ يعلم ما بين ايديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه الا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والارض ولا يؤوده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم لسا ايات الكرسي ابن قبلنا ذس ايه اف باي هارت ومناسبتها why we mentioning it because this is the first ذكر فما ذكر الصباح والمساء ذات الشيخ سعد القحطاني mentioned in حصن المسلم is we following his same tertib and just a side note while I was discussing with Sheikh Abu Musab today he said it's very important to note and to understand that you do not need to follow this exact organization or to believe that this is the only organization that you can you should follow so if you مثلا read ayat al-kursi last in azkar that's absolutely fine the reason why we're going through this order is because so that everyone can follow with us So the fadl of the virtue of this ayah is that the person who says it in the morning and in the evening they will be protected from the evil of the jinn for the hadith that this uh, occurs around is by Ubay bin Ka'ab we're just going to quickly go through the hadith and we're not going to go through a sharh because this probably needs another lesson for the hadith we tamam he will read it quickly and Ubay bin Ka'ab used to have a jurn of tamr a jurn is a place where they used to dry the dates a place where they used to dry the dates jurdun min tam fa kana yanqus fa he noticed ubay bin ka'ab that these dates were becoming less and less he noticed that these dates were becoming less and less fa harasahu dhata layla fa he guarded it he waited in anticipation one of these nights waiting to see who is coming to take the dates fa idha huwa bidabatin shubha al-ghulam al-muhtalim he saw a figure or he saw he saw a, a, a shape the size of al-ghulam al-muhtalim yani of a small boy who has just reached the age of adolescence yani in that same shape and that same size fa sallama alayhi fa radda alayhi as-salam fa he gave him salam and the figure returned the salam to him fa qala ma ant jinniyun am insi he said are you a jinn he asked him are you a jinn or you are ins qala jinniyun qala fanawilni yadak he said i am a jinn so he said to him hand me your hand give me your hand show me your hand fa idha yaduhu yadu kalbin wa sha'ruhu sha'ru kalbin so bay ibn ka'ab then he said his hand was like the paw of a dog and he had the same hair of the dog as well if you look at the the leg of the dog how it is but he said this as well he said he had the shape of a dog and he had the hair of the dog as well qala hadha khalqul jinn he said this is the shape of the jinn qala qad alimat al jinn anna ma fihim rajulan ashadd minni the jinn said that the jinn know that there is no one stronger amongst them than me so he was showing off fama fahi asli fama jaa bik he said what came what brought you here qala balaghna annaka tuhibbu as sadaqa fa jinna nusibu min ta'amik he said we have come we know that you are a person who loves to give sadaqa so we have come to eat from your ta'am or you are from your dates qala fama yunjina fama yunjina minkum he said what will save us from you for we in kaab sense that this person was dangerous he said, what will save us from you 
قال هذه الآية التي في سورة البقرة this ayah which is in سورة البقرة الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم and then he mentioned the ayah من قالها حين يمسي أجير منا حتى يصبح ومن قالها حين يصبح أجير منا حتى يمسي whoever says it whoever says it in the morning will be saved from us i.e. from the jinn until the evening and whoever says it in the evening will be saved from us until the morning for when the Ubay ibn Ka'b, he does not know the veracity or the authenticity of this news. So he went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is where the shahid of the hadith is. قَالَ فَلَمَّا أَصْبَحَ أَتَى رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَذَكَرَ ذَلِكَ لَهُ فَقَالَ صَدَقَ الْخَبِيثِ For he mentioned the whole story to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The evil one, Sadaqa, has told the truth. Has told the truth. I, the one who raised this ayah will be protected from the jinn. And this ayah, as, the, as, as, as also mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, also of Ubay ibn Ka'b, it is the greatest ayah in the Qur'an. It is the greatest ayah in the Qur'an. For the Prophet ﷺ was once with Ubay ibn Ka'b. Remember, Ubay ibn Ka'b was from the Qurra of the Sahaba. He said, أَيُّ آيَةٍ أَعْظَمُ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ He asked him, what ayah is the greatest ayah in the book of Allah? For the Sahaba, they had manners. Although he had an answer in his chest, he said, Allahu wa Rasuluhu a'lam. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger know better than me. But he repeated the question. He said, which ayah is the best ayah? For this, then he knew that obey that the Prophet was giving him permission to answer. For he said, ayatul kursi. He said, ayatul kursi, the ayatul kursi. Then the Prophet was very happy with this answer. فضرب على صدره. He hit him on the chest. وَقَالَ لِيَهْنِكَ الْعِلْمُ أَبَ الْمُنْذِرُ أَبَ الْمُنْذِرُ was the kunya of Ubay ibn Ka'b. He said, may the ilm يعني please you Aba al-Mundir. May this ilm take you to something which is pleasing. يعني may it increase your ibadah in this dunya and lead you to more ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or in the akhirah, may it lead you to paradise, this ilm. It was a dua for him. لِيَهْنِكَ الْعِلْمُ أَبَ الْمُنْذِرُ and quickly, we'll just go quickly through the ayat. We'll break down this, the ayat very, very, very quickly, inshallah. And as you can imagine, the greatest ayah, the greatest ayah in the Quran, if you go back to the books of Tafsir, Ibn Kathir, I think he had four pages just on this ayat al-Kursi. And, and Al-Tabari had even more. And the ulama had many, many tafsir of this ayah and explanations for this ayah. But inshallah, we'll just touch on the meanings very, very quickly. And for the ayah, subhanAllah, it has five of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names. It has Allah and Al-Hayy and Al-Qayyum and Al-Ali and Al-Azim. And as I said, and also more than 20 attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah said, that this ayah contains of Allah, knowledge of Allah, more knowledge of Allah than any other ayah. Yani there's not one ayah in the book of Allah which has more information of Allah than Ayatul Kursi. Than Ayatul Kursi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first of all says Allahu la ilaha illahu Allahu la ilaha illahu Allah there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all other things which are worshipped besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are batil as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَأَنَّ مَا يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ هُوَ الْبَاطِلِ that means that is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the haq the one deserving of all worship. And whatever is worshipped besides him is false, batil. Anything which is worshipped besides Allah is batil. So he, he started the ayah by establishing his uluhiyya, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum. 
Al-Hay Al-Qayyum. Al-Hay and Al-Qayyum. Some of the scholars said that this is Ismullah Al-A'zam. That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is called by this, these two names, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer. Because they said that these two names contain the general meaning of all of, other, all of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names. For Al-Hay is the ever-living. The ever-living. The ever-living. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's life was not preceded by non-existence. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there was not a stage before where Allah was nothing. And it is not preceded or it is not followed by Adam. And it is not followed by that his life will end, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And his life is perfect. For when you think of the life of the insan, it was preceded by Adam and it will end eventually. And لَرُبَّمَا حَيَاتُهُ is, is manqusa. Maybe he is sick most of the time. Or he is, uh, or he is poor. His, his hayat is not perfect hayat. The insan. وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلُ الْأَعْلَى فالحي includes all the attributes of Allah belonging to his that belonging to his that to, to his essence for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-sami' and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-alim and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-basir all of these are because of his perfect hayat because of his perfect hayat subhanahu wa ta'ala wal-qayyum meaning the self uh, sufficient for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of anyone else for our ibadah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need our ibadah for this is what al-ghani is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of any of his creation yet we are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Allah does not need any of his creation yet he sustains and he, and he looks after all of the creation of his subhanahu wa ta'ala al-hay wal-qayyum so Al-Qayyum is, is all the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's actions. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, مثلاً, He creates and He sustains. All of these are contained in the perfection of His Qayyum. Al-Hayyul Qayyum la ta'khuduhu sinatun wa la He is not overtaken by drowsiness or by sleep. As-Sana wa nawm As-Sana is drowsiness. You know the, you know, the muqaddimah of the nawm when you start to doze off. That Allah is not overtaken by drowsiness or by sleep. And when we say that something, this is a qaida of Asma'illah wa Sifatihi, is that when we negate something of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we must establish kamal al-did. We must establish the perfection of the opposite of it. For when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم, it's because of his perfect hayat. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا When we negated that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should oppress anyone, then we established what? We established that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the opposite, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfect justice. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfect justice. لَا تَأْخُذُهُ سِنَةٌ وَلَا نَوْمْ لَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that he has the dominion Everything in the samawat, as-sab'a, wa ma fihin, and everything in the ard, wa ma fihin, belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you know that you are in the dominion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you only do the things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered you. For example, the sovereignty of a country or the, or the sovereignty of a king. A king may order, this I like and this I do not like. Do this and don't do this. For what about the sovereignty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When he has whatever is in the heavens and the earth. 
For once you understand, Lahu you only do the things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered you to do. And as an extension of his dominion of the Samawat and the Ard, that none can intercede. Man dhalladhi, yani no one can intercede. Man dhalladhi yashfa'u indahu illa bi'idhni. That no one can intercede on behalf of anyone else before Allah, except with, with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this intercession that it's referring to is the shafa'a yawm al-qiyamah. Is the shafa'a of yawm al-qiyamah. And from this ayah is the two, one of the two conditions of a shafa'a. That the person who gives shafa'a, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must first be pleased with them. And secondly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must give them permission. Must give them permission. And this is as the Prophet, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He gave him a shafa'a al-uzma when the people are in the throes of the, of the qiyamah waiting for the hisab to start and they're in great pain and great, they've seen the horrors of that day and they will ask the Prophet sallallahu they will go through all the anbiya and then they will ask the Prophet sallallahu to give shafa'a so that the, the hisab can be expedited. And then the Prophet Sallallahu will also give shafa'a on that day for the people of paradise to enter paradise. None can enter paradise except with the shafa'a of the Prophet Sallallahu And the shafa'a, the specific shafa'a to his uncle Abu Talib to give him the least of the adhab, to give him the least of the adhab that two coals will be placed under his feet that will boil his brain. And this is the least, the least of the adhab of Jahannam wal billah. يَعْلَمُ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ Again, this returns back to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ He knows what has happened before and he knows what will happen in the future as well. All of this ilm lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَعْلَمُ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ilm is Allah understands the general of, of umur, the, the general, the general ilm, and the specific of things. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the hidden and the unseen. He knows what's in the hearts of the insan and what they reveal. All of this is within the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of this is within the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as a result of this, no ilm that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has goes to the insan except with his permission subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا يحيطون بشيء من علمه the insan or the people do not understand anything of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has except with his permission subhanahu wa ta'ala illa bima except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sha and this could mean two things that means subhanahu wa ta'ala they don't know anything of his names and of his attributes and of his af'al except with his permission subhanahu wa ta'ala Except with his permission, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or it could mean anything which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds the ilm of. Of the, of the dunya and of the akhirah. They do not know of it except with his permission. So it could mean both of these meanings. وَسِعَ كُرْسِيُّهُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ His kursi, subhanahu wa ta'ala, expands or it goes across the entire heavens and the earth. And this is a way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showing his magnitude and his greatness and his magnificence through the greatness of his creation. Through the greatness of his creation. For the kursi, as I think the closest translation to it is the footstool of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mawdi' al-qadamain, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places his feet. This is the kursi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And as the Prophet said in the hadith, the samawat and the ard compared to the kursi is like a is like a ring in an open country, out in the open. How comparable, how small is it? And then the kursi compared to the arsh is also like a khatamun fi falat, subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the arsh is the greatest creation and then the kursi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you can imagine how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if his arsh is that magnificent, how magnificent and how great is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wasi'a kursiyu samawati wal ard wala ya'uduhu hifduhuma. And he does not tire, subhanahu wa ta'ala, from maintaining and from protecting the samawat and the ard. And this is evidence that the samawat and the ard are in, in, uh, yani require maintenance and protection. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُمْسِكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ أَن تَزُولَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds the heavens and the earth so that they do not cease and disappear. أَن تَزُولَ وَلَئِنْ زَالَتَا إِنْ أَمْسَكَهُمَا مِنْ أَحَدٍ مِنْ بَعْدِهَا And if they were to cease, who will hold, who will maintain and who will protect the samawat and the ard other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yani it's a rhetorical question. No one can maintain the heavens and the earth other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا يَؤُدُهُ حِفْظُهُمَا وَهُوَ الْعَلِيُّ الْعَظِيمُ وَهُوَ الْعَلِيُّ الْعَظِيمُ الْعَلِي means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the high and exalted. And Allah's ulu is of three types. That, ulu with that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above his throne. He is the highest, the highest of his creation is the arsh, and he is above his arsh. But this is ulu thati, wa ulu al-qahr. Ulu al-qahr is that nothing is out of his dominion. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one can go above him in his dominion. No one can take over his dominion, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the third one is ulu al-qadr, in that Allah, nothing is higher and more higher of status than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For these are the three types of al-ulu of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-qadr wa that wal-qahr subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal-azim, yani al-azim means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most magnificent, magnificent in his names and magnificent in his attributes and magnificent in his attributes. Everything about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is azim. Everything about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is azim. For subhanallah, as, as, as the ulama said, if, you, if a person yata'ala if a person thinks that they are above people, then they should remember the highness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how much more exalted he is above everyone else. The way that takabbara ala nas and if they have kibr over other people, then they should remember the azama of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is azim over all things. And just finally, one last mas'ala before we go. We said that the times of al-adhkar al-sabah wal-masa is the masa is from after asr till just before after maghrib. And the time of Al-Adhkar al-Sabah is from the time of the true Fajr until the rising of the sun. So what happens, مثلاً, if you need to recite these, uh, these Adhkar, and there is Qadr Mushtarak. After the Salawat, you need to recite Ayatul Kursi, صح? And you need to recite Qul Allah Hayatun Qul Hayatun And these are also part of Adhkar al-Sabah wal-Masa. So what do you do? Do you read them once for both of them? Or do you combine, uh, يعني, and combine the intention for two? Or do you read each one separately? And the ulama said there is sa'a in this. Yani there's, yani you're free to do which one ever you want. But if you want to read Ayatul Kursi once and have two intentions for this, this is good. And there is no doubt that if you read Ayatul Kursi twice and Qul Wallah and all the other ayat, 
if you read them twice then this is also permissible so inshallah just this is uh, this is as we said yeah a protection as the prophet sallallahu said a protection from the jinn and the evil of the jinn and the asl of the jinn as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa annahu kana rijalun min al-insi ya'udhuna bi rijalin min al-jinn fazaduhum rahaqa that they used to be a, a people of the ins they used to seek refuge in the jinn and all that increased them in is al-rahaq yani al-sharr and al-udwan and evil and disobeying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the asl of this is when the interaction of the human and the jinn is that only shar comes out of it? Is that only shar comes out of it? So reciting Ayatul Kursi and remembering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all the names and attributes that we have learned about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that nothing is more stronger than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala No jinn, no matter how powerful you think a jinn is or a sahir is or anyone nothing is more powerful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this ayah is proof of this I never think that the jinn can overpower the, the insan except with the permission of Allah. For whoever says it in the morning is protected from the jinn till the evening and whoever says it in the evening is protected from the jinn till the morning. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tawbu alaykum.